BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Why pick one city, one beach, one restaurant, or even one view? With Celebrity Cruises, you can have it all. Explore the best of Europe, the Caribbean, and Alaska with the best premium cruise line. And now get 75% off your second guest, plus bonus savings on select dates with Celebrity Cruises' semi-annual sale. Visit Celebrity.com, call 1-800-CELEBRITY, or contact your travel advisor. Offer applies to non-refundable fares and select sailing. Savings vary by stateroom category. Other terms apply. Visit Celebrity.com for details. Ships Registry Malta. You're listening to Hashtag No Filter on Revolver. of Hashtag No Filter. Today's episode is a fun one. I found this conversation so interesting, so fascinating, and it covered topics that I am not really familiar with. And I learned a lot and I really, really enjoyed this conversation. It is with Sienna Sinclair and she's an award-winning author, entrepreneur, travel enthusiast, and she's the founder of the lifestyle brand Naughty Girl Shop. Naughty Girl Shop specializes in empowering women to love themselves and live a more confident existence. And what I found so interesting is that, uh, um, you know, this part I knew, but that, you know, a lot of people hear the word naughty or hear the word sex or hear, the, you know, anything having to do with, um, you know, that arena. And they kind of, some people can shut down and it seems like a taboo topic and it's something like we can't talk about. And I appreciate Sienna's way of talking about it so much. And she explains how she got into this industry. She's really, she's a sex expert. She's a sex coach. She's really it was just so interesting here about how she got into this industry, why she's fascinating, fascinated with it, how she's handled, you know, people that might be a little judgmental towards it and just how she lives her life. I found it really inspiring. I it learned a lot and I, I truly just found this very entertaining and fascinating. I'm really excited for you to hear it. I probably would put earmuffs on the children only because, I mean, all my episodes really I mark as explicit, but just as a reminder, I sometimes do remind that in the beginning of the episode not something for the children, but a really enjoyable episode. I think you're going to like it. I think you're going to find it interesting. And I think you're going to be able to take away some inspiration from it. And also, you know, she just gives some great words of wisdom about kind of when you're, you know, outside of your comfort zone, whatever that may be, and how important taking baby steps are. And anyway, I want to get right into it because I found it really, really, I really found this conversation enjoyable. So I hope you enjoy it just as much. So without further ado, here is Sienna Sinclair on episode 81 of Hashtag. Hashtag no filter. Welcome to the podcast, Sienna. How are you? Good. How are you doing? Good. I'm so excited to talk to you. This is going to be really fun. First, before I've been asking everyone I've been interviewing lately, how are you doing? Like in terms of Corona stuff and being on lockdown. If it's on, if you're on lockdown where you live, how are you doing? I'm doing good because I'm already an introvert. So this is something I do already is sit at home and work from home. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I, I'm not really a social person. Yeah. 
even though I am, meaning I host parties, but I'm really an introvert. I love to be at home. <laughs> it's, that's so. I'm kind of the well. I I would say like lately I've been calling my not lately for the past few years. And I think it's an ambivert, ambivert where I'm like an introverted extrovert. I can be super outgoing, but then I just want to like curl up on my couch alone. No, basically. I can be extra outgoing because, like I said, I do events, but. I'm really an introvert. Like my sister said the other day, because a lot of people are saying, oh, I'm an introvert, but then all of a sudden you see them not being able to be by themselves. My sister told me, no, Sienna is literally the definition of an introvert. <laughs> That's so crazy. But like you, obviously you run a business where we're going to be talking about and you're, yeah. you communicate with people a lot. So that's so interesting. But like you recharge best when you're alone, it sounds like. Oh yeah. I, I can't like even live with someone because Somebody can say, but I'll be in the other room. Knowing that you're in the other room affects me. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Yeah, so, so really. Turn off my energy. Right, like during quarantine, I was talking to my friend the other day, and I'm like, I mean, yeah, as terrible as everything is that's going on, I don't mind being home. Like that part's not the issue for me. <laughs> yeah, because someone asked me, hey, do you want to be quarantined together? And I was like, hell no. No, no. <laughs> right, right. Like, nope, that no is not going to work. <laughs> um, okay, so before we, well, we're going to get into it right now, but then I have a lot of questions. I got some questions that were submitted. So first, what is your background? What do you do? For those who don't know who you are, who are you? What do you do? How did you get into um, your business? Talk a little bit about that, kind of a little synopsis of your life. Yeah, my name is Tina Sinclair, for those who don't know, <laughs> but I'm, I'm a lot of things. I'm a sex coach. I've written five books, two. I got awards, so three awards. I was a burlesque performer. I still do oh. it from time to time. Cool. I was also a fetish model, and I have my own naughty website where I do pinup and fetish work. Yeah. And I recently, oh, and I also have my naughty books, and one is L.A., so for LA, I host naughty tours of LA. I'm the only one in Los Angeles that gives naughty tours where we go like to old brothels and I give a history of it. But then we'll visit dungeons, strip clubs. Wow. And every stop is an hour. So you kind of just get a taste of the naughty side of LA and we ended the swingers club. Yeah. But I also host monthly parties here in LA. But obviously recently I haven't. But right, the party, right. they're not swinger parties per se. A lot of if you know anything about swinger parties, they're more couples and right. girls attendant. And swinger parties more of a community where I host more naughty parties, meaning that anybody can come, but the event still has to be 50-50 for men and women. I see. And But I usually always have more women. Right, but it's right. for everybody who just wants to explore whatever it is about their naughty side. I have a lot of couples are single people that come because they've never been given permission to be naughty or or they've lived in a society where, you know, it's not okay, whether it's religion or their family. And this is their first time, like, actually coming to the event to see if it's something for them. Huh. And it's amazing to watch how somebody come, come to one of my events totally shy and completely open up and see this other side to them. Wow. And then there's the people that call me and go, you know what? Maybe naughty's not for me. Right. <laughs> so, right. That's one of the things. I do. And then I also own a clothing store. So cool. Oh my God. How, you are so busy. <laughs> How do you no, that's why I like to be alone a Right. Lot. Totally makes sense. So when did you get into, like, I guess, when did you notice that you maybe had this, you know, which actually first, can you define naughty? Like, I know, yes, you can go to the dictionary, but could you define what you, when you say naughty, like your website, you know, naughty girl shop, what is naughty to you? Yeah. So I lived in London when I was in my young twenties. And then again, later in my later twenties, 
But the word naughty, it's, you know, it's a very British term mm-hmm. to use the word naughty and to call someone cheeky and, you know, mm-hmm. they're just being silly. It's a very, very playful word over there. We're here. It seems to kind of be like, oh, 50-50. Right. <laughs> so I find that a little odd. So it was when I lived in London and people used the word naughty in a more playful, Got sexy, it. fun way. You also use, you know, your kids are being cheeky monkeys. Right. So that's where it came from. And we also use it. For Christmas, naughty or nice. It's in a playful yep, way. Yep. For some reason, as soon as I say the word naughty, people shy away from that. Yep. But my definition of naughty is being playful and fun again. You know, sex is not this thing that is taboo. You can enjoy it and have fun. And you can also just be naughty with what you wear. It's not right. whips and chains. You know, you can be a school teacher, but still be naughty. Yeah, <laughs> totally. And you can be a school teacher and then have sexy lingerie and nobody has to know about it. It's all about just feeling comfy, confident and sexy. Right. And also I tell people when they come to my parties, because this is a thing I always get asked, what is naughty yeah. for me, me, the person coming? And I always tell people that everyone has their own naughty level and you should never shame someone for being not that naughty and you should never shame someone for being naughty. If someone wants to come and have sex with five people, they can have sex with five people. Right. If someone comes and, and kind of just watches and goes, you know what, this is not for me, then you shouldn't shame them because we all have what we're comfortable with. And I also say naughty is not a competition because people will always say, well, you're the naughty girl. How naughty do you get? And it's like, it's not about me. It's about you. Right. So, right. Exactly. Of the definition. <laughs> no, that's great. So when did you notice or realize that this is kind of the arena, the world that you wanted to go in is like, we're growing up. You felt that like, I guess, when did you get interested and you were like, Oh, this is what I want to do. Like this, this is for me. Yeah. So like I said, I lived in London right after college when I was 22. And when I went over there, I, I mean, this is like a long time ago. So I'm 42 really? now. So it was 20 years ago and there wasn't, you know, all the social media and technology stuff that we had now. It was either like sketchy chat rooms or like weird looking blogs that weren't attractive. So I had a blog of just my traveling kind of to keep my parents, you know, because that was the way we communicated. And it started catching on because when I went over there, I'm a big history buff. Yeah. And I started going on tours all over Europe. I was constantly traveling. Yeah. And every tour had a naughty history of the city because every city you live in has a naughty past. And it's how the city was made. You know, LA has naughty past, Vegas, San Francisco. Right. And it was very interesting to see how a city developed based on its naughty past and how it became to be what it is today. Huh. So that really fascinated me. Yeah. Um, brothels and, and the women who worked them, the prostitutes of the past fascinated me because to me, these were women ahead of their time. The jobs back then were extremely limited with what women could do right. to have freedom. I mean, it's not saying to go after being a prostitute or being right. an escort, but that was a choice that they made. And unfortunately some people couldn't help it, but right. some of these women were really strong and they, came out businesswomen and owned their own property and made their own money and didn't have to get married if they didn't want to. Mm-hmm. They had choices. So all that kind of combined into my love of traveling history and the sex industry is how I started with writing blogs and, wow. and a lot more interested in like instead of seeing Big Ben or going to the Eiffel Tower, which I still saw, yeah. I was more like 
take me to the brothels, take me on a walking tour of, of the naughty past. Because so you were really just it. like fascinated by it. Like you were yeah, interested. I was fascinated. Yeah, I was really interested in the history of these people and how the city was developed. When you start to learn the naughty past, it's fascinating because I write about history in my LA book, yeah. my Vegas book in, in San Diego. And you can see how Vegas, San Francisco, San Diego, and um, LA have all, all started with the naughty past. They all did. Wow. And how they changed and formed, even with, you know, Hollywood history. It, it's just amazing if you study it and not many people talk about it, but the city is literally based on a naughty past. Wow. <laughs> so so that, wow. It, out. <laughs> that's so interesting. Like I didn't, I, I didn't know like how you got into it or what, how, what the evolution was. And that's so interesting. So what would you say is the naughtiest place you've ever visited on your travels? Oh, I think a question I'll ask a lot. Yeah. And the thing about it is like asking what my favorite city is. You know, I've been to 40, 74 countries. And wow. the thing is, is that there's something unique about every city and there's something naughty about every city. Like there's some places that I've just had a lot of fun in like Thailand. Yeah. It was more of being a kid in a candy store. It was like wild stuff, ping pongs coming out of girls' vaginas. You know, that oh was my, fun because right. I never played ping pong. Right, <laughs> <laughs> right, right. You off a, a Coke bottle with her vagina. I was like, where do you guys go to school? Oh. It was more like being a kid in a candy store. And this is that Thailand? Was, it was just a fascination. But Paris, I would say, I had a lot of fun. I, I lived in Paris for a month. I just went over there and just rented a flat. And I lived like literally five blocks from Le Chantel. Wow. And it's a very high-end um, swingers club. And I would just pop in and pop out every now and then. I would go hang out and just watch people. Right. But, wow. And I, and I just started, started meeting people too, like being out by myself, couples, you know, yeah. coming up. But it's just a very sexy, naughty it's a different type of naughty right. over there. It's yeah. not like it's for show or sometimes I feel like things are for show here in the U.S. Like people have to prove something. Yeah, 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 totally. No, it's – so what would you say is – and you kind of maybe already touched on this when you were kind of giving your definition of the word, but what's the biggest misconception you think there is about being naughty? I think that it's a competition. People and, – and I say this because <laughs> I, I get judged a lot like – Let's say, for example, you know, back in the day when I was dating, you know, I, I date someone currently. Yeah. But I would tell people what I do, and I try not to tell people on the first date what I do because in their mind they're like, "Oh my God, she's a sex coach." Now I have to prove myself. Oh. And one guy like literally ran out of my bedroom while we were making out or whatever, kissing. I don't know what we were doing. Right. Because <laughs> and, they felt like you were so experienced and knew everything about it, and, and they, they wouldn't were be able to- worried that he was like, "I literally thought you wanted me to swing off of the chandelier or something." Oh. He thought like it would make crazy, and it's like, no, I'm. I've learned a lot about myself doing what I do being in the fetish world and I've realized I'm very vanilla. <laughs> so th- yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. So when you're, I mean, I know you said you're dating, are you, you're dating someone out exclusively? It sounds like you're not dating. Yeah, but we, but we do stuff. I mean, we have swinger parties. We Got it. But yeah. so like when you were dating, I guess more with, you know, uh, whatever, going on different dates and mm-hmm. you would be back, you know, with a guy at your par- or house or apartment or whatever. And you, so you're saying you wouldn't necessarily like I'm trying to know this, you're going to hate this example, but it's like what I think of like the red room in 50 shades of gray. Like you don't necessarily have that room. No, I'm just like have a regular bedroom and we're just doing stuff. I'm not, 
I'm in my clothes. We're not even doing anything. I'm right. doing vanilla stuff. So, but in their right. head, they've got it down that, oh my God, this girl's so experienced. Right. So um, it shows more lack of, you know, confidence on their end. Yeah. I, that's so interesting. So I guess that, that you kind of already answered the question, but I was going to ask you, has this, has your um, line of work caused you any problems with relationships or elsewhere in life? I mean, I guess you just said like some guys will like get scared and, you know, well, lack of support. Of, of course it has. I yeah. mean, it, I think anything, it doesn't matter what it is, but to me, it helped. It made me realize that it's weeding people out that aren't strong enough for me. Yeah. If you can't handle me, that, that's your own issues with yourself. But also, it's just not for you. Maybe this lifestyle is not for you and it's not okay. You just weren't meant to be. You know, I don't take anything personal. Right. I've been on dates before where the guy was like, you know what? I just don't see this moving forward. And I'm glad that you tell me that. Yeah. You know, I read once with me and I don't know why people will take that offense. I went on a date with a guy one time. <laughs> I'm like, we go to meet, we, we sit down. I always meet people at bars so you can get away quickly. Yeah. And, yeah. and this is just a normal dating site. It's not as if we met on some fetish website. Right. And he goes, I went to, all we did is sit down. Hello. I went to go order a drink. Hey, I'm bartender. Can I have, you know, an absolute soda with um, whatever it is I drank at the time? I think I drank Sprite back in the day. And with, a straw and um, a napkin and lemon lime and an orange slice. <laughs> and he looks at me and he goes, wow, that was quite the order. And I said, yeah, that's what I like to drink. And if I, if that's what I like to drink, that's what I'm going to order. I'm not going right. to order something I don't want. And he goes, I can tell you're very like Dom, you're very dominant. And I was like, excuse me, are you a Dom? And he goes, yes, I'm looking for a sub. And I said, you know what? You should have put that shit on your dating profile. You just literally wasted my time and I'm going to buy my drink and I'm going to leave. That's so does that like it does. Is that like a complete deal breaker? If someone like talking about that Dom and sub, like, misled, you know, he, he just was trying to find girls on like match or some website and then telling them at the beginning, that'd be like, if I went up to a guy and I said, I played the sweet, innocent girl. And I was like, Hey, I'm going to tie you up and beat you. Right. Right. And, you know, and, and smother you a little bit, you know, because that's what I'm into. Wait a minute. You didn't say that. You didn't say that. Right. Right. And right. and I am dominant. And I was like, listen, this is not going anywhere. I'm leaving. Exactly. No. Well, how, you know, when, in terms of like, you, like you said, the people that kind of weed out, you can weed out people in your life when they're not maybe necessarily supportive of what you do or, or whatever. And I deal with yeah. it on a different level with my, because I'm not, I'm not in your industry, but I, in terms of putting my life out there on, on Instagram and whatever. And you know, yeah. some people like they don't understand anyway. So I get it on some level. How, how have you been able to, I guess, um, not like block out the haters, but like kind of rise above it and well, okay. If they, if they're going to judge me or whatever, then I'll like, do you kind of, have you just gotten a thicker skin over the years? Oh no, that's, I, I, um, developed a thick skin when I was a little girl because, um, I went to 15 different schools and I moved around to nine different states and no, my parents were not in the military. Yeah, wait, this but, is so funny. I, I've moved like 15 times and I always say, and no, my parents were not in the military either. It's so funny. <laughs> the first question that people ask. Same, like, same. Not everybody's in the military. Yeah. But so I just get it out there. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. But, um, same. I, I developed a thick skin at a young age because when you move around that much, you're always a new girl, so you're always made fun of for no reason. Right. And it was either I decided at a young age I can either cry about it and you know and be miserable at school and go oh my gosh nobody likes me. Right. You know, 
or I can say, I don't give a fuck about what people think about yeah. me. And I can go on about my days. Yes, words still hurt. That, no, if someone's telling you it doesn't, they're lying. Yeah, it does. totally. But it was just like I put on this thick skin. And I remember when I was in high school, this guy said to me, he's my, one of my friends today, he says, one thing I always respected about you is that you didn't give a shit about what people think about, thought about you and you kept doing what you did. Right. I mean, if I didn't have friends, I didn't care. Right. I'd go find people that wanted to be my friend. Exactly. You did what felt right to you and what you wanted I to do. Always, and- I've always been this way. And as I've gotten older, people see this in me. And guys I date, like one guy that I date right the guy, one guy, the guy that I date right now, he was was never a dancer. He's like, before I met you, you could have never got me on the dance floor. I would never wear the clothes that I wear now. Right. I would never dress up in costumes and do the stuff that I do now. But the first day I met him or we went out dancing, I said, stop bouncing. Because he was, he was right. like 80, 80 bad dance, bouncing. <laughs> I said, just move like this. And he goes, he's like, I'm just so nervous because of oh. everyone watching me. And I said, one thing I'm going to tell you right now if you're going to date me. You've got to stop caring what people think yeah, about you. Yeah. Because these people are never going to see you again. Right. Right. They and they if, laugh at you. They're not going to remember you in an hour. No. And it's one thing to. They're laughing at everybody. Exactly. And, you know, I feel like it's one thing yeah, to. Ever since then. Right. He's, yeah, been, he's like, ever since he told me that, he, his life has completely changed. He now dresses, you know, really wow. cool. He's like, I never would have worn this before. He now is all about costumes and trying to outdo me. <laughs> wow. That's, you know, it's, and it's, it's obviously like he, cause some people say, Oh, I don't care what people think, but they like genuinely do. But it sounds like over time, like you've helped him to like really not give a shit what people think. No, it does. And, and people who usually hang out with me, they see this in me and they, they slowly, you know, they're like, I, I need more help in it, but you've helped me. You know? Right. That's awesome. You have to stop caring about what people think because when you're on your deathbed, are you going to be thinking about what these millions of people that you right. don't remember thought about you are going to be thinking about the things you didn't do because you right. worried about what people thought about you. Ex- exactly. So how, the guy you're dating now, did you also meet him? Was he, you met him on an app or no? No, we met through friends. Cause when I first moved to LA, LA was all about friends. Yeah. <laughs> I quickly learned that. And I'm like, Hmm, I don't do good in groups. <laughs> well, I, I was like hanging out with people, trying it out. And I was like, that's yeah, not for me. Right. But so you met through friends. So when you started dating, when you, so are you guys, so when you started dating, he knew, obviously he learned what, you know, kind of work you do. And is that, so you said you sometimes do swinger parties and whatever, but does that mean like you, would you go on another date with someone right now or no? No, because we've decided, you know, in the beginning I was into open relationships. You know, I wanted open relationships with him and he was out seeing girls too, but he, he's a one. When people say like women, I hate when women say this, like, girls are such creeps, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, I can never find a right guy. There's great guys out there. You're just attracting the wrong guy. Right, right. There's a lot of good guys out there. And he, and there's a lot of guys that want kids and there's a lot of guys that want to settle down, you know, and be with one person. And he's this person, trust me. Oh, and do you like the idea of being with one? I mean, I know you said you guys still have fun together with other people, but do you like the idea of being with just this one person or are you not, you don't really? I think I like the idea of someone really liking me and catering to me. (laughs) (laughs) Who doesn't? (laughs) But I'm not going to say I I do. I am into open relationships and that's why when we got together, I did say, you know, in the beginning, we were, he was, he, it wasn't working out for him. Right, right. <laughs> he was like, you can go see other people, but I'm not going to do it. Right. So now you're not. 
And then it just got to the point to where it was like, you know, I don't really, it, it, honestly, it's a lot of work. Well, I was going to yeah. We've been, I, been together for 15 years. How so many? 15 years. Oh my God. Wait, you've been together 15 years? Yeah. Oh my, yeah. wait. Okay. So when, so you've lived in LA a while. Yeah, I know. Right. Okay. So I didn't, I don't know why I thought like I knew, like, cause I didn't know your, you know, when you moved there, but oh, so you've been together for a while. So do you think you'll ever get married or no? Remember, I'm, I'm older. So I'm like 42, but it all makes, my story all makes sense once people learn my age. Cause sometimes they think I'm younger and they're like, Oh, now it makes sense. Well, no, you look like, I mean, I, I, well, I saw the photo on your site and then obviously on the Skype thing, you come up, but I mean, you look amazing. Not that 42 is even old. Sometimes when I'm talking to people, everyone thinks of my age different. Some people think I'm in my twenties, some will think I'm in my thirties and I tell them the story and in their head, they're going, God, how has this girl done so much stuff? She's so young. And then I'll throw and then I'm 42 and they'll go, Oh, okay. This is making sense now. Got (laughs) it. Okay. So you've been him with with him. So do you guys live together or no? No, that's the one thing that I, I learned in life. I don't believe in marriage. And again, you can do what you want to right. do in life. Marriage is not for everybody. I don't need marriage to be happy with someone. Right. Um, and again, I'm 42. Yeah. I hated I hated it when I was 20 and 30. And people would say, oh, you're just young. You'll change. It's like right. it's saying you don't know yourself. And right. then I don't want kids. Yeah, I never want kids. Yeah. Again, people will say, oh, you'll change when you get older. And I go, <laughs> I go, I'm 42 and they go, Oh, okay. Right. You're right. You're not going to change. <laughs> right. Does and he, then, does he want kids or to get married or he's fine? Oh, with- no. He's already had kids. He's already been married. So Amazing. he was at that point where he was willing to try something different. Got it. It's so, and, yeah, that's so. And, and I don't believe in living with somebody. So we live apart and honestly, that's why I think we've been together so long, but yeah, it doesn't mean the marriage is not going to change and the kids are not going to change, but the living together could change only in the sense that as we get older, if we're still together, let's say something happens. Yeah. You get older, you need you need someone around to help you. That's, that's the only way that would change with living with someone. Would you see each other like every day though? Or Oh God, no. Oh, no, no. Oh, not I mean, even. Okay. So you're not even together all the time. see someone every day. That drives me crazy. Really? Like a few times so, a week or? Yeah, like we'll see each other right now. We're seeing each other every other weekend during the quarantine. Yeah. Normally, we would see each other every weekend because I'm, we travel a lot more oh. when it's not quarantine. Got it. So we're always traveling. I don't mind if I travel with him if we travel for two weeks or three weeks Got and it. we see each other. Got it. But when we travel that long, he knows that I need to go do my own thing. Like I'll go to the cafe somewhere and yeah. Or go to the gym or go to the spa. Right. Do you still do you talk every day though, or not even? No, I don't need to do that. Got it. I love no because it's so interesting. I'm asking all these questions because I mean I want to know because this is a podcast and I'm interviewing you, but I'm actually every day just to say hello only because he needs that. Yeah. You know, like if someone needs something in a relationship, I feel like you should talk about that. Right. For me, if he didn't talk to me for four days, I'd be fine with it. Right. But because now that we do text every day it does become like a habit now. Like, Oh, where is he? Right. <laughs> right. Totally. No, totally. I it, but I do like hearing from him every day. Yeah. Just by, by text only by text. Right. He yeah. Knows, I am um, a phone person. So. Yeah. No, I know. I'm only a phone person with like very select people, like very few people. Otherwise I cannot stand. I have to be in the mood, but I'm actually, 
I'm 34 and I'm going through a divorce oh. right now, or we're like basically anyway, going through a divorce right now. And it's funny, like we're not like, we're on really good terms. We're great friends. It was, it's all amicable and great. But in my mind, I'm like, I don't know if I would get married again. And like, people will say, yes, you will. Well, I don't know if I will. <laughs> like, the thing I, is, It's okay. If you don't get married again, I don't know why people need to make it feel like, like you have to, right. you know, no, just, I Great. You don't have to do anything. I mean, I'd love to be in a committed relationship. Sure. Like that works for that would be something up my yeah. alley, but I don't need to necessarily be married. And I don't even know if I want kids. So like, I don't necessarily need to be married, you know? So anyway, it's just interesting because so many people have so many opinions on that. <laughs> yeah. And I, and the thing is, it's your life, you know, right. I don't understand why people are so involved with other people's lives. Like, God, why is she married yet? Why does she have kids? It's like, who cares? Right, right. Like, mind your own business. <laughs> unless you're you're related to her and you want grandkids, like you're the mother, then yeah, I can understand you going, you need to have kids or not. Right, exactly. No, totally. My dad has already learned, okay, I'm not getting kids from you or your brother because my brother doesn't want kids either. Yeah. So he's like, I'm, I used to have a dog for 17 years and he called Zoe his granddaughter. Oh. Where, where my mom, she had a third kid with another guy. And she's like, okay, maybe your sister is my last hope. Oh. So I said to Jordan, your mom's last hope, but if you don't want kids, don't do it. And she just said, you know, I know I'm too young, but I'm, I don't know. You know I'm not sure yet. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And no, my parents have kind of come to terms with, okay, she might not have kids. Or it might be a different situation where like she meets a guy and they already have, you know, like they're kind of just like, all right, whatever mm-hmm. it is, it is <laughs> at this point. Um, yeah. And he has kids, but right. I told them because I knew them when they were five years old. Now they're teenagers and often college when we met I told him I didn't want to be around kids because I made a decision in my life not to have kids which also was a reason of me it's hard for me to date guys who had kids because some people they want their you know like if I'm dating you I want you to be around my kid I told him up front I did not want that I did not want to be a part of your kids lives and I didn't mean that in a mean way I meant it as in I chose not to have kids and that means I really do not want to have kids kids so I would see them like maybe once a year just to hang out with them. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever works for you guys. But no, I, I mean, it was in first, I didn't want to meet them for three years because I don't like it when people just bring kids into their new relationships because, mm-hmm. and then you're just going through men or women. There's only that's healthy for the kid. That's yeah. No, to see someone come and go, come and go. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, so I wanted to make sure it was legit. I don't think a year is legit and I don't think two years is legit. So I was waiting for three years. Got it. Got it. <laughs> Love it. Hey, that. And, and now they're older and I don't mind hanging out with them and going on holiday with them because now we can talk and we just went on a cruise, I think for the first time last year with his kids. Yeah. And it was fun to hang out with them because the older one, he likes to drink and he likes to dance and he's very mm-hmm. social. So it was fun to hang out with him because I like to dance. You know? Right. So there you go. That's you have a common interest. It, it, it works out now. <laughs> yeah. No, totally. So for someone who's, you know, I don't know whether they're married or not married and just in a committed relationship after like, you know, several years and se- the se- their sex life is starting to feel stale and kind of boring. What, like, how, how do you get that back? Like, what's a piece of advice you'd give or a tip to like get that spark back if they're not necessarily comfortable in, you know, I don't know, um, dressing up or using yeah. toys. Okay, that's a hard one because first you need to make sure your relationship is something that you can get back. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> the first nothing, thing, right? This is over and there's nothing you can do. Right, right. But that's what you need to find out. But just like me dating the guy that I date for 15 years, we're const- I get bored very easily and he yeah. knows that. So we're constantly looking for things to do. And I'm trying to find different things. I mean, just like 
during this quarantine time, yeah. you know, whether it's, you know, I see people going out setting dates. There was a cute little book I saw on Instagram that I got us for uh, uh, Christmas oh. where it was a date book and you scratch off the thing and you do what it says in the book and you take photos of it. And those are just cute ideas. Another thing that I have that I think is really fun. So this way you get what you want and your partner gets what they want yeah. is to put out a fishbowl and you can do it either way. You can either make it sexual where you put one in the bedroom and it's sexual and then you keep one downstairs for date nights. Oh, just so like the girl's not putting in date nights and the guy's only putting in sex and she's right. like, you only get sex. Right. Right. <laughs> but, um, is to have like what you want to do as a girl to go out and then the guy puts what he wants to do. And then the same for sex. So, because a lot of people, it's hard for them to communicate what yeah. they want sexually. So, I always say writing it down. So that way, when you pull something out of the drawer for, let's say, date night, like, oh, she wants to go dancing. You know what? I don't really care to go dancing, but she wants right. to. Let's go. You're just trying something new, or let's go to the theater. Maybe just popping new things in there. Right. And then the same for the bedroom. You know. So it doesn't have but to be sexual off not the bat down for their sexual fantasies you right have to come to agreement. honey we're gonna make this fishbowl of sexy things to do in the bedroom but you cannot put me down you know right you do not want to do it but let's talk about it exactly <laughs> well and I love that you said because it's so true like it, it's even just as simple as like doing different activities not sexually just like you said going to the yeah. theater going wherever and then I think the problem becomes if you don't want to do those things with that person that's the issue right like yeah if you don't want to spend like, time so, with your person, so for me, the guys I, the guys I, anyone who knows me in life knows that I don't do sporting events. Yeah. So the guy I date would never put a sporting event in our dating jar. Right. So <laughs> yeah. you take into account what the person really yeah, hates like, or like. If yeah. you're dating someone, you know them. Like, right. They don't, I would never take him to the ballet if he absolutely needed the ballet. I would say, hey, I'm going to go to the ballet with my friends. If you want to come, you'll, you can come. And right. Say, no, you're fine. I'm good on my own. Yeah. <laughs> you no. Because you do also need to spend time apart and do things with your friends. 100%. 100%. <laughs> kind of crazy. Right. So people... the reason why I say never put someone down, it's no different as if you're online and someone says something mean to you, like you're ugly or that's right. disgusting. It, it just hurts your feelings. Yeah. So imagine that coming from someone that you're into with me love right. that that hurt feeling that you felt felt from someone you don't know it's 10 times stronger for someone you do know exactly so always take someone's feelings into considerations and go oh honey you want to be tied up hmm i have trust issues about that right. you know and let's talk about why you know yeah and then have someone, a conversation yeah yeah no i so someone who you know wants to explore how to be naughty or wants to spice things up or however you want to call it, but they're pretty shy. Is that a good way to start? Like puts the, this jar idea like, or a um, fishbowl, whatever idea and just kind of, or, or just even communicate about it first, put it on paper and then talk about it. Yeah. When I wrote my books, my five books that I wrote, they were all designed for different naughty levels. And I talked about naughty levels before everybody has their own level. Just like men, some men don't like Playboy because <laughs> they find it crude, but they love women in sexy bikinis and max them. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like that's what they're happy with. So it's the same. Like maybe you don't like going to a strip club because you don't want to see girls degrading themselves and being naked. Whatever it is. Right. Maybe you go to a bikini bar and watch girls, you know, do burlesque acts yeah. or you know. So I always put different levels of what you're comfortable with, and then you build it up. So going to a burlesque show, going to a drag show, going to a bikini 
or just kind of taking baby steps before you jump into it. Because sometimes when people jump into things like yeah. come into a sex party, it can freak them out to where they never want to be around it again because they weren't ready yet. Right. I see <laughs> and what you're saying. With sex acts too, you know, like, oh my God, it was painful. I'm never doing that again. They just weren't doing it right. Right. So I would say take baby steps. Baby steps. Yeah. And that, that totally oh, makes sense. No, again, not even not a competition. Don't let anybody try to talk to you or something you're not comfortable with yeah. and never just do something to just do it. Like, think about it. Like, am I really ready for this? Right. <laughs> you know, start slow. I, I mean, that's what I did. I've, I've been in the, the sex coach and in the fetish business and I started slow. I mean, the stuff I've seen, I'm like, whoa, okay. Yeah. I've used to write baby steps. And what, like, what's one thing that any woman, you know, any shape or size, any whatever can wear and like automatically feel sexy in? Is there like, is there something you would recommend? I would recommend a robe. I think a robe, they become really popular. But also if you think old school Hollywood glamour, robes in the 20s were super um, like popular. People wear them train travel, yeah. like to house parties with a fringe. I mean, you see um, that show Miss Fisher now. Yeah. Were wearing the robes, but the great thing about robes is they also call them dusters. You can wear them over a bikini. You can wear them around the house. Right. You can wear them over jeans and, and a shirt to go out. You, you can really take something basic and make it sparkle. You can wear it over a dress. They they'll pretty much fit anybody. Yeah. And they're just they're just really sexy and playful. And one of my popular things on my Naughty Girl store. Really? All my robes, yeah. That's I had awesome. This robe that everybody loved. It sold out like three times. And it's literally only $50 or cheaper. Oh, wow. Okay. Amazing. It has sparkles all over it. And people are like, oh my gosh, I went out. got so many compliments on this. And they literally just threw it over some jeans or a dress. Wow. Oh, very versatile. And, and it just <laughs> made them feel, you know, sexy. Again, I love you know? that. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so before we fully wrap up, I want to, and then I want to get all your information of where people can follow you, but like kind of as a closing thing, what, or closing question, what would you say is the best way to get your confidence back? Like, you know, during this Corona craziness and COVID times and people being stuck inside, whether they're single or married or now getting divorced because they were stuck inside together for so long, what's one thing they could do, like the best way to get your confidence back after all this Corona stuff and you're ready to like go back out? Well, I say start now. Yeah. I don't say, because this is the perfect time to start now because you've got nothing going on. Right, right, right. <laughs> don't, don't, don't. But it, it's not really one thing you can do. It's, it's many things. And sometimes building your confidence is, is not really about anything like sexual or anything. It could be something as simple as like, you know what? I'm going to put these beautiful flowers in front of me because yeah. I find them really beautiful and they make me feel sexy. Yeah. Or, I'm going to, like, for me, I love vintage erotic art. I love photos, the, the girls from the 50s and their robes. Uh -huh. I love to see that because that makes me feel sexy. Right. makes me feel, you know, like I want to dress up like them. So seeing that makes me want to be like them and makes me feel sexy and confident. Right. I love that. So working out can make you feel confident. Oh, yeah. Just walking around the house in lingerie or a robe, like I said. Right. You have to do little small things. And I just actually put this on my Instagram page yesterday on my stories yeah. about 10 ways to feel more sexy in oh. your skin. And, and it, it was just simple little things like laughter, you know? Yeah. Laughter. Everyone nowadays doesn't smile anymore. I know. They do these faces. But it's, studies have proven that when you're out and someone sees you laughing mm -hmm. over a woman just pouting and, you know, 
that the woman who's laughing is more attractive. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Totally. And then, and, but it also makes it like, wow, this woman's got a lot of confidence. You know, she, why, the other woman, she's hotter, but she's pouty. Right. This girl's not as hot, but she is more attractive. Exactly. But there's just all these things you can do. Just maybe go get your nails done. Um, yeah. I know, I, I know this is a sore subject right now, but getting your hair done. <laughs> yeah, no, but anything or even do it yourself and just like, you know. No, do not do it yourself. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. But yeah, just like. And dad's the hairdresser. Do not mess with your hair. <laughs> yeah, true, true, true. I second that. Ditto. No, but just anything that you can do, though, or get done or whatever to make you feel, you know, as good as possible. Yeah, it's baby steps for being more naughty. It's baby steps for feeling sexy. Yeah. It's not one thing. It's literally a lot of little things. Right. People are like, oh, well, those are so easy and simple. Then we'll do them. You know, it's just like, well, I already know how to do that to work out. But if right. you did it, then you would be where you want to be. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Like, are, like they keep repeating, like in magazines, they keep repeating articles or they keep, re- there's only so many things you can do in life. There's yeah. so many people work out. So yeah. if you start doing these things and I promise you, you'll start feeling a difference in your life. hundred percent. I do them and I'm like, oh my gosh, I have flowers in front of me. I like red roses because it makes me feel sexy. You know? Yeah. Just looking at them makes me feel exactly. sexy. Exactly. Decorate my house pretty because decorating makes me feel sexy. Right. Right. I love that. That's such good advice. So before we end, can you tell everyone where they can follow you on Instagram or your websites, all your, all the stuff? Yeah, if you just want to follow Sienna Sinclair, and that's me, my personal life, that's just Sienna Sinclair with an E at the end. If you want to follow my Naughty Girl shop and come to some of my parties, when we, you know, right now I'm doing online parties, but in the future, I can open back up and kind of my pop-up stores and stuff like that. You can join my newsletter on Naughty Girl, the Naughty Girl shop. Uh And I mean, the Naughty Girl, we do a lot of stuff. We do pop-ups, we do events. Um, I give away free stuff on the page. Like I just give away these beautiful gold um, tennis shoes that were wow. free. Um, I'm always doing stuff. So just sign up for my newsletter because there's always going to be something, you know, that you like. And that's just a way to learn more about me. Right. Either so the Naughty Girl shop is the Instagram and then the website's just Naughty Girl Naughtygirl.com. Yeah. Oh, Naughty Girl. Got it. Okay. Perfect. So I'll yeah. put all this in the description in the thing, but um, in the um description on the yeah. podcast. And yeah. And my personal life. It's just photos and traveling and yeah things I do to stay in shape you know yeah love that well I hope everyone follows you and thank you so much this was so interesting this was a really fun conversation thank you and there you have it hope you guys enjoyed this episode I again found it really um, interesting and fascinating and uh, if you enjoyed it definitely be sure to follow Sienna check out her website Uh, as always you can follow me on all social media channels especially Instagram at by Julie Lauren Thank you so much for listening. Uh, If you enjoy what you're listening to, please subscribe and uh, rate it, review it if you feel like doing so. And as always, I appreciate you so much. Thank you. And I'll talk to you very soon. Bye-bye. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, Mom. First things first, thank you. 
It's my one-year anniversary of my decision to say, yes, I need help, and yes, I choose me. And that's the miracle. I'm lucky that the strongest person I know is my own mother. Love you, Mom. Maxwell. Be that strong person who makes the difference. If your loved one is struggling with drugs and alcohol, reach out to Karen for a different kind of addiction treatment. Visit caron.org slash lost. Why pick one city, one beach, one restaurant, or even one view? With Celebrity Cruises, you can have it all. Explore the best of Europe, the Caribbean, and Alaska with the best premium cruise line. And now get 75% off your second guest, plus bonus savings on select dates with Celebrity Cruises' semi-annual sale. Visit Celebrity.com, call 1-800-CELEBRITY, or contact your travel advisor. Offer applies to non-refundable fares and select sailing. Savings vary by stateroom category. Other terms apply. Visit Celebrity.com for details. Ships Registry Malta. This is a message for anyone with high LDLC or bad cholesterol who has had or is at risk of having a cardiovascular adverse event. Merck is studying an investigational medication to see whether it may help lower the risk of future cardiovascular adverse events. Cardiovascular disease is the leading cause of death worldwide, and in the United States alone, there are over 73 million people living with high LDLC. To learn about whether you may qualify, visit CoralReefStudies.com now. Again, that is C-O-R-A-L-R-E-E-F-S-T-U-D-I-E-S.com. Your Space Coast vacation is preparing for liftoff. Start counting down now. 10, 9, 8, 7, it's time for a beach vacay that feels like heaven. 6, 5, 4, come explore Melbourne and the beaches. 3, 2, 1, it's time for some rocket-filled fun. Count down to your best beach vacation ever on Florida's Space Coast. Launch your planning now at visitspacecoast.com. Caesars Sportsbook is the only sportsbook app with Caesars rewards. That means win or lose, every bet brings you closer to the types of perks only Caesars can offer. Like hotel stays at over 50 iconic destinations, bonus bets, daily profit boosts, tickets to the game, dining, and so much more. Whether you're a new or existing customer, Caesars Sportsbook is always rewarding. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Caesars Sportsbook. Don't just spectate, participate. 